Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Today, we have a group of OG travel writers and influencers. Is that what we're calling ourselves? We are here to talk about jet setting, set jet travel, going to places that movies have been filmed and TV shows and how that happens, what you need to put into planning it, where the best places to go are. Desiree, tell us a little bit about what it is. Essentially, if you've heard of jet setting, this is flipping it on its ear, set jetting, because the point is a lot of people will see a movie or read a book and think, oh, I've got to go to that place. For me, happened with Mamma Mia. I saw the scenes in Mamma Mia and said, wherever that place is in the world, I want to go. Happened again with Star Wars, with the Jedi going to the little island, which I discovered is off Ireland. It's where people decide to follow the place they fell in love with on the screen. It's become a major trend. I think I found a stat that said more than 40 million international travelers last year said that movies and books contributed to the destination they chose when they wanted to travel. And they're spending big bucks to do it. Wow, that is a big number. 40 million people basing their travel off of movies and TV shows. That's amazing. I know that there's different ways to do it. You can use a tour company or you can Google it and book it on your own. Where have people gone? Desiree, you were just in Greece. I saw Mamma Mia a decade ago and... That's when I really wanted to see it. All I wanted to do was get to that little island. For the last decade, I've been, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back. So I booked a trip to Santorini, which I discovered after booking wasn't even where Mama Mia was set. <laughs> so I had a big miss on that one. I've also been to Spain visiting a girlfriend. So it wasn't a trip I had planned to go see. But I thought, hey, while I'm over here, it's a short train ride to Girona, where a ton of the scenes from Game of Thrones Workshop. I also live in Atlanta, Georgia, and have worked with a couple of movie tour companies here to go uh, on scene where Hunger Games scenes were shot. You can go to the Walking Dead set. I've been to Nashville, where you can go to a lot of the spots, like the Bluebird Cafe, where they always performed. If you can book a night at the Bluebird Cafe, it is like walking into the movie. It is literally the bar has the little bluebirds embedded. It is exactly like the TV series. You can go to the home that Deacon lived in. You're not supposed to because now it's an Airbnb and they don't love you sitting on the porch swing taking photos, but it can be done. Not telling anyone to go breaking any laws, but yeah. I'm glad they weren't a disappointment. I think one of the worst things has to be if you've built up this place to visit in your mind and you get there and it doesn't look like it. I haven't planned this type of travel, but Ended up in Croatia, saw some spots that Game of Thrones was set. And I know, Maureen, that's a similar case for you. Yeah, as we were getting ready for this, thought of a few other places that I've stumbled on as well. But Croatia is just so beautiful and a fabulous place. I was there for my son's sailing and had a lot of time to kill. We were just north of Split and it's gorgeous. But then when you go through and you go, well, this is, looks a little familiar and you realize there's Game of Thrones stuff everywhere with so much of it shot there there was a lot of interesting tours you can take they have a game of thrones museum there but really there's a lot of places you can just walk through the whole market uses a dungeon scene is a open market during the week and during the weekend you can just wander through and experience it for free and for fun 
just walking the streets of downtown Split, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. That's awesome. They've made a little industry around it, which happens in a lot of these areas where big films are shot. Sharon, I know you have a ton of experience planning trips around places you've seen in movies or heard about in books. I have been to a lot of different places where movies were shot. I don't know that I planned the entire trip around, but definitely I have planned days and certain destinations. I too went to Dubrovnik. It was a must do for my husband, who's a huge Game of Thrones fan. One of the nice tips I picked up while I was in Dubrovnik doing that Game of Thrones tour, which I will use even when I organize my own future set jetting tours, was the tour guide had great photos of every kind of iconic scene in the location that she pulled out as we got to the Vista. It was so helpful to have that photo to visualize, oh, I see, I'm standing in the same place where the Red Keep was. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Game of Thrones fan, but my husband was in absolute heaven. Some other places I've been in Edinburgh, I did the whole J.K. Rowling tour where I got to go sit and drink coffee and write in the same cafes that she wrote Harry Potter in. I visited the cemetery where some of the gravestones inspired the names of the characters from Harry Potter. In Petra, I saw where Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was filmed. Where else? Roman Holiday in Rome. I saw where the fight scene was on the river. I have been to countless different film scenes in New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans, you can barely walk five feet without running into somewhere that a movie was filmed. Timberline Lodge, The Shining, the exteriors were filmed there. This has always been a super fun thing that I love doing. That's so funny. You actually made me realize I've been one more place. I was at Yale University and the food service director told me, oh, this is where the Indiana Jones office scene was filmed. And I'm like, Okay. People are going to think that's cool. Maybe not me, but definitely other people. That's great. And I loved what you said about the tour guide having the pictures. And even if you're going on your own, knowing that there are certain places you want to see or maybe iconic photos you want to recreate, having that queued up and ready can definitely make that easier. Both of you mentioned tours and both of you mentioned planning it on your own. How did you decide which way you were going to go with it? Was it in the initial research process? How did that work out for you? As far as Atlanta, I live here. When they're shooting scene, there are yellow signs that are put up on the side of the road with little code words on them that tell the cast you're turning here. It's an arrow and it might say CR. And those initials don't have anything to do with the Marvel movie being shot. So you see the alerts in the newspaper and on Facebook saying, oh, this movie's being shot right now and this one, and they're looking for extras all the time. So you can stumble across them very easily. That actually happened to me in Hawaii once, totally accidental. My daughter and I were in Kauai, lost, looking for where our luau was supposed to be held that night. And I was driving. She was young, too young to navigate. And we ended up in the middle of a pineapple field. And we like, oh, did we get here? Looking off in the distance, there were all these white circus tents. And like, what is going on? Pulled back out and there was a crowd on the street with signs for the rock. They were shooting jungle crews. And we found it accidentally. But in Atlanta, we have an area called the Gulch. For Hunger Games, there was a scene 
where Gail was beaten and they had the coal bits. They had to ship coal in to the grounds. You could walk around and still pick up little pieces of coal that they used in the movie. So I used a tour company for that. I am heading to Croatia later this year and plan on seeing some of the spots you guys have discussed. Another spot, Frozen in Norway. Since Disney released Frozen, Norway has had a 32% jump in tourism. These companies see the need and the demand and say, hey, I can make a buck by showing them the local spots. For Nashville, even though I had the behind the scenes set visit as part of a partnership with the TV station that ran it here, it didn't take me to Deacon's house. That I had to go online and Google, okay, where is Deacon's house? People are happy to share. They were actually shooting another episode down the street that day. And it's always fun to see the tents and the crew and slowly drive by. Sometimes you can actually see the stars. So I've done both. I've done accidental and I've booked the tours. I like the booked tours because they are more informed and they know when we were shooting, this happened. And you miss that when you're doing it on your own. I prefer the actual guided tour, the cost and time allow. I gasped when you said the rock. If I was in my office right now, I'd hold up all my little 3D printed rock <laughs> things that I got for my birthday. So I would have been thrilled to stumble across that. With the tour versus Google thing, and I'll jump to Sharon in a minute, I know that you just gave a couple of great pieces of information. And in the show notes for this episode, we'll drop some links to some tours that we've been on or that we recommend, because I know that a lot of times that's a tricky part for tours. I'm interested in it, but, you know, have other people done it? What are the thoughts on it? Sharon, how do you set up your movie destinations? I tend to hack and go it alone when I can. I love to do research. I dig in. I find fan groups. I look at the tours that people have done. I look at the locations. There is something to be said for tours. When we were in Croatia, we were on a cruise. We had one day. Um, there was no way we were going to be able to hack it. So we booked the tour. But sometimes on those tours, I do feel like you're getting all the same spiel and information as everybody else. You're in, you're out, you're in a crowd. That's not my preferred form of tourism. I've had great luck with Airbnb experiences finding an individual who is just taking me and my family around. And oftentimes that will be somebody who worked on a set and it's not quite as expensive as you might think. You could get somebody who can take your whole family around for 50, 100 bucks for two hours. And that's really a great deal when you're getting that insider guide of what to do. The difficult thing for me is knowing where to park and what not to miss, what to do, what not to do. Those are all things you want to research in advance. Where am I going to park if I have a car? If I'm on foot, where is there going to be a bathroom while I'm doing this tour? All of that sort of stuff. Stumbling on filming, I guess I'm a little bit jaded because I live in the L.A. area and the Real Housewives live around me. I literally cannot get coffee without stumbling onto a movie set some days. So I am constantly seeing filming and actually a movie was shot in my house. If you ever wanted to tour the film set of The Evil Down the Street, I can hook you up because that was filmed in my home. That is a really great point. The bathroom thing, because you don't know how long it is between some of the locations. If you're walking through the city on this 45 minute trek, you need to know things like that. And that guides us right into what would have been helpful to know. What did you wish you had known ahead of time to make it a better experience? 
I never know in advance. I don't plan anything, honestly. I buy tickets, show up, and I totally hack it. I usually find out after where I was. So it's more of a just get out, explore, have fun, talk to the people around, find out where things are that way. I've done a few tours. That would be like you said in New Orleans where there is so much going on, whether you're downtown in the French Quarter or out in the Garden District where American Horror Story, the big iconic white building, Sandra Bullock's house there and Rice's house is there. So that is a good tour to do. Some of the cemeteries are still under renovation, so they're not letting you walk through. We have done a few different things where we've experienced it and then found out where we were. In Rome, you see Circus Maximus and it's really just a feel. It's not exciting. But then you go home and we shared with our kids watching Ben-Hur, which what kid watches Ben-Hur now? But that chariot scene, we went back the next day and they ran that whole thing as I stood in the shade <laughs> under a tree. Those are the kinds of things where, you know what, I don't stress over, I have to see everything. You're already somewhere fabulous. So soak it in, enjoy it. There's always some fun surprises along the way. And that's the way I like to do it. I like to just enjoy it and find out along the way. As I get older and you're doing more independent travel or traveling with your husband or with your girlfriends versus traveling as a family, I think maybe that gives a little bit more opportunity to plan out. When you're traveling with kids, you just got to roll with it a little bit more because you never know when somebody's going to melt down. You're like, that's the end of the tour today. <laughs> you are absolutely correct there. I know that one that I've always wanted to do, and it's a literary movie crossover, is Anne of Green Gables. I have always wanted to go to Prince Edward Island. As a Canadian, <laughs> I have never done that. Probably going to get my Canadian card revoked now for that, but... It's a big country. No, I've never done it, but I would love to do that too. It is 100% on my list. Desiree, what do you wish you had known about some of the locations that you've been to? What helped? What did people need to know before they go? I think for me, Sharon alluded to this earlier, you need to brace yourself for the fact that it might not be what it looked like in the movie. A lot of times they've taken that whole set apart. This happened here with me in Atlanta for the Hunger Games, the cornucopia scene where they have the water and they stand on these towers and they all have to run for something. It was this beachy field. They added water and stuff later. It was a volleyball court for the 96 Olympics originally. They came and used it for the cornucopia and kept two of the platforms. I got lucky and got to stand on one of them and pose like I was Katniss, but it wasn't there for everybody else. So if other people went there, they'd see the picture of it and see what it is and go, no way. No. Like Sharon said, do the research, look into it. Right now, the hot sets are Ted Lasso and White Lotus. I'll be in London later this year. Does the team coach even really exist? I don't know anything about soccer enough to know or football. Sorry. But I want to go to a soccer game because of Ted Lasso. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that before. But as far as lessons learned, I know a lot of times it's not just seeing the land, but it's also connecting with a character. And those characters aren't going to be there. It's the reality check of it. That's Definitely. I mean. Especially if you're doing this with a super fan or a tween teen, someone who's really into it, just prepping them for that situation. Sharon, you had some awesome tips earlier about the parking in the bathrooms. Anything else that you want to add that people should know? Be respectful. Realize that when you're there, there are people who most likely live there and every single day of their lives have to deal with fans of the show showing up and taking pictures, which they may not want to be in or 
may be sick of. Business owners sometimes can get a little bit weird with that. If you can go into a shop and purchase something before you take a picture of that facade or in that shop, it's just a respectful thing to do because all of that foot traffic takes a toll on a business. You would think, oh, it's great to have people there, but those people aren't always very respectful and they can be destructive. It's a good idea to just think about how it is for the locals. And just quick story, funny story. You mentioned American Horror and my daughter was a huge Freaks show fan. And I happened to know somebody who worked on that set. My daughter's 18th birthday. I managed to get her onto the set. I blindfolded her, drove there, walked her to the middle of the Freak show set and unveiled her, took her blindfold off. She nearly had a heart attack. So that was a true destination visit. It was pretty cool. If you can surprise somebody with a visit to a location, if you have a super fan, maybe don't tell them where they're going. Bring a blindfold and take it off when they're there and watch their reaction. That's some good footage for your family memories. It's a great present. So I have to ask, the whole locals and being overrun with people taking pictures, does this reflect on your Real Housewives experience? <laughs> Not on me personally, but I have been behind a Real Housewife who didn't know how to order correctly at the drive-thru. I had to get out of my car and help her. And these are the things that happened in my life. But on TV, it just looked like that was happening naturally. <laughs> Your coaching didn't make the final edit. Last big question, what do you want to see next? What is on your bucket wish list for set jetting? I want to see all the places still. I just did Santorini and that was beautiful, but it still wasn't the Mamma Mia spot. And I thought about taking a ferry to the island, all the places. I think Ted Lasso, but it, that's more about the characters, not the place for me. Oh, I need to think on this one. You're just checking them all off. You're going mm -hmm. to find 10 more you want to do by the next time we talk. Maureen, what are your next ones? Uh, I don't know, because I don't plan it. I just show up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's a lot of fun places, even locally in the United States, that I'd love to explore. Being fairly new to Texas, there's lots of interesting places to explore around here. But Ireland is up there, definitely. I would like to see, even with Dairy Girls, that new show, there's some fun little villages. You see this little town and think, okay, that would be cute and fun. I think that it's a lot of fun to dream as you're watching things like, wow, that would be really cool. Like Desiree was saying, with Greece, there's so many images in your head. And I think that as we talked about, it's like when you meet a celebrity, sometimes you're a little disappointed to understand that things aren't always as great and grand as you see in the movies or on TV. Exploring is fun. And if you can keep your expectations in check, you'll have an even better time. Very, very true. And I think I'm a stumbler across things as well. So I can understand that point. You'll let us know what you came across accidentally and unplanned next time. Sharon, what is next on your list? So two destinations I would really love to go to. One I've wanted to go to for quite a while, and that is Cornwall. There's been so many movies and shows that have been filmed in Cornwall, and I just love the looks of it, those dramatic cliffs and those little villages. You mentioned White Lotus. I would love to go to Sicily, to Tomarina, I think is how you say it, and some of the towns where... The Last White Lotus was filmed. I will go anywhere in Italy, basically, <laughs> film location or not. But um, I would love to see some of the locations that they filmed in there. Those are my two main ones. I have read Sharon's books on Italy. Sharon is an author. She's on book five now. I went to Italy last year, went to Rome, Amalfi Coast, and Venice. 
but didn't go into Florence and some of the areas she wrote about in her book. Sharon's actually inspired a little more travel. I'd go back to Italy as well. Anytime. I could live there. Patigliano. I don't know that any films have been filmed there, but it is an epic location. And Tuscany, obviously, lots of things have been filmed in Tuscany. I could spend a year in Tuscany or longer. <laughs> no problem. Venice is a really fun one. It's a great day trip, too. If you're doing northern Italy, go from Lake Como, Lake Garda, out to Verona, where you've got Juliet's balcony. It's a funny place to go because, of course, she's not real. Uh, but the balcony is there and then you can continue on all the way to Venice. I would put in the vote for Italy also. We were scheduled to go to Verona and there was a fog issue that delayed the cruise by a day. So we did not make it. It's still on my list. That wraps up our conversation about set jetting and how to plan travel that either stumbles upon movie locations or actively plans to see them. We know this is a giant trend that is just becoming a part of how people plan trips. And we hope that you join us next time when we have another conversation about travel. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel, brought to you by HashtagTravels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part of our trip.